Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nebo Info, a podcast exploring the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. I'm your host, Nate, and it is great to be back for another week. Uh, no COVID this week, no coughing this week. I can breathe a little bit easier. The COVID's still affected me a tiny, tiny bit, but I'm joined this week, not by James, but uh, a lovely other of our co-hosts. I'd like to welcome back, Fergus. How you doing, man? Hello, everyone. I'm back. Yes, I'm good, thanks. Sorry, I was on holiday for the past couple of weeks. Uh... And now I'm back. Oh, fuck that, man. You know, you had a good time. You know, I saw some mm. of the lovely photos from the old the old Highlands. Oh, yes. Yes, it's been a while since I've been back. But uh, I went to Scotland and met a bunch of sheep and Highland cows and other exciting things. And you went to a certain <laughs> cafe. Oh, I did. Yes. Uh, so one of the pizza places I went to was founded by... Oh, my God. I don't know his name. It's He's Angus, just Angus something. Angus Mc... Oh, God, where did I put it? I put it in general. Hold on, hold on. It's very, hold on. You know it's very... You know it's Scotland when it literally starts off with Angus Mc. Uh, Angus McInnes, who is one of the Star Wars actors, a uh, Canadian fella. I think he was uh, a large number of bit part getting up the IMDb page. Now, he was uh, gold leader, Rogue One, Star Wars uh, yeah. story. Uh, he was also. Oh, he he would have been Goldie and I in uh, A New Hope because I know they brought him. They must have brought him back because obviously Rogue One is literally days before A New Hope. So yeah, it was also in Hellraiser, mm. uh, a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, but it happens to have been like we've been going to that restaurant for years, decades, even. I didn't realize. I only just realized uh, who it was founded by. But uh, nice. if you're ever in Edinburgh, Mama's Pizza, uh, American style, very good. It's become quite famous now. Like uh, groups of school kids will have like class photos outside of the restaurant. I mean, good, <laughs> you know, it's good publicity. And I, I think I love, my, I love me some pizza, I love me some Star Wars. And uh, having, to, having a bit of Scottish heritage myself, I want to pop up back to the Highlands one day and, uh, you know, visit that area. So it'd be really interesting to see. Well, I'm, I'm glad you had a great time, man, and it's 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 good to have you back. Uh, I know you um went to a, a little event called the MCM Comic Con as well. I know you had a good time with that. I did. I spent the weekend at Comic Con. It was a very interesting experience. Like this is the first in-person Comic Con since COVID, and I think the landscape of media in general has changed since pre-COVID. Like a lot of people are a lot more into things like podcasts and YouTubers, like the free daily content rather than wait six months to watch a big Marvel film. Because I, I guess people need company, right? And these, I mean, are... who doesn't love free content, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's um completely skewed like who was turning up to what. And I'm sure you already know about some of the chaos if because just. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely go, definitely go Google. It. But I'm glad, I'm glad you're good time. And you, and and just to make sure, yeah, a lot of people when they go to Comic Con, they make sure to get a hotel there. But Fergus was a madman, and he was traveling every day. Yeah, hotels get really expensive. Um, I appreciate that. Like, it's a very cosplay heavy event, and if you're going in with one, of, like, there are some brilliant, there were some really good cosplays. Uh, there like Genshin Impact was huge but I mean like even very niche games I saw at least one person or two people cosplaying like Hell I, I saw a Helltaker cosplay which I was pleasantly surprised about um yeah I mean the cosplayers rent the rooms right because yeah. you need somewhere you, you can't travel in outfits like that so no definitely it not. was cheaper definitely to not. get the train <laughs> yeah and unfortunately I um I was not well so that didn't help me at all in the slightest uh but yeah no i'm, I'm glad you uh you, you had a very very uh fun-filled time about comic-con and scotland so but it's uh, yeah glad you had your adventures and glad to have you back but people mm. obviously last week we had the summer game fairs capcom events state of play we had like the mm. e3 not e3 essentially last week ha uh did you have any uh obviously uh, you know we we went into a nice discussion on what games we enjoyed and what games we liked but did you have any uh, takeaways from that fergus because you weren't here last week I've been watching it whilst away. Um, I think I bought a couple of the indie games from the showcase. Uh, I am currently playing Lost Ruins, uh, 
interactive anime-esque uh, 8-bit, 16-bit style um, survival Souls-like game. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Isekai Universe, Demon Lords, you're a schoolgirl who gets uh, summoned to one of these like dungeons and have to like defeat lots of demons to defeat the demon lord. I suspect there's going to be some twists. Um, but I've got about as far as the first boss on that. Uh, but so it's one of these things where you, you use up your items and then kind of have to grind for more items. And I was more than generous with the use of some of my key items. So I'm in a position where I kind of have to grind to defeat the boss at the moment. But it is really good, I would say. A couple of hours in now, I would recommend that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That is really cool. For myself, I, uh, I uh, obviously, you know, we had a lovely talk about it last week, but I've actually just started playing this week uh, the new Starship Troopers game. Oh, yeah. How is it? It's really fun. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not like, you know, the most complex game out there because, you know, it, it's Starship Troopers, you know. The, the name alone is going to say, I'm just looking on Steam now, just updating. It's got like a... 85% with over 2,000 reviews, very positive on Steam, and uh, I'm just going to check on uh, Metacritic, I believe it's got a, I believe it's got a pretty good score, so it's got, it's got a 71 on Metacritic, and it's got a 7.2, but I, I think I'd give it that at the moment, I will say that a lot of critique about the game is it takes a lot to get into the fun part of the game, like I'm, I, I believe there's like at almost 16 to 20 missions in that game, so it's a good chunk of game, and it took me, it takes me about 30 40 minutes to complete one mission because mm. it's, it's a lot of like you know because re- obviously the bugs are constantly coming mm. and you have a lot of, obviously if you've seen the film you know the famous sequence with the um the fort like the defense of the fort and everything and you have a lot of that in that game and there are some like underground mine missions and it's really fun like i know there are the mechs in it but they're later in the game and I've not got to that point yet. And I know there's like special missions you could play. We could go straight to it, but I'd rather, you know, play it and then get to that point. But I'm really enjoying it. And it's only like, you know, 20, 20 something quid on Steam. So it's actually uh-huh. not that expensive to be honest. It's, it is currently, yeah, it's twenty three seventy nine on Steam to buy. And uh, yeah, it's, um, I've, I've currently, yeah, I've got seven hours played so far and I'm really, really looking forward to playing more of it. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, with Summer Games Fest, we had a ton of games come out and, you know, but we have a lot more news that come out after that, which we'll be diving into in a few minutes. Uh, with, um, you know, obviously, you know, last week we did mainly the Summer Games Fest talk. Uh, this week we'll get, we will be getting back to the topics, people. We will be having a nice little conversation about fan casting because obviously recently we had um, reveals of like, you know, TV shows and films that are coming out um, and where it could possibly go with actors in those roles. So we thought me and myself and Fergus would... Uh, Give us a few casting choices and a, a little tip about how we feel about each of them. I'm quite interested in that. But uh, hey, Fergus, how do you feel about getting into the news? Let's do it. Yes. Right. Let's do it. Right. So the first bit of news, people. Uh, do, do you like some Avatar, uh, Fergus, the animated show? Oh, yeah. I went to see the um, Avatar voice actor showcase at Comic-Con. Oh, with um, Zuko. Yeah. Don, yeah, Don I Tabasco. went to that. Yeah, oh. I mean, I mean, with his selfie thing. Somewhere. May. Oh no, he <laughs> I've, I've 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 heard he's really lovely to meet, to be honest. I've heard mm. he's lovely to meet. Uh but yeah, it seems we are obviously, you know, uh Paramount uh Plus, which we finally got in the UK today. It's finally been released in the UK, so you can finally watch Halo in the UK, even though they've only released the first three episodes, even though it's all out in America for like the last almost two months. That was a weird one. The um Halo, the T V series, had a booth at Comic Con. But everyone's already seen it by other means, so there was literally no cue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously, you know, Paramount Plus has Nickelodeon, and Nickelodeon mm. are, are doing. They have their Avatar Studio, and they are doing the um the animated, sh- the new animated pr- products. And people mm. knew we were getting new animated stuff, but it turns out we are getting not one, not two, but three animated movies. Mm, they're going for it. Yeah, there's rumors. Uh, I don't know if it's, this is confirmed. I'm checking a few news sites, but we are getting a Kyoshi movie first, the Earth Avatar. Mm. Then we are getting a Zuko movie. Mm. I'm wondering if it will be the season five, maybe the season four that they planned, where it's basically, you know, him going after his mother, which, because uh, obviously that was in the graphic novels, him going after yeah. his mother and uh, Azula. That'd be pretty interesting. And the final one is a Korra movie, which uh, no doubt will probably get a sequel to that. And I'm wondering if uh, we'll be getting a new series after that. Uh, but I'm really looking forward. I loved Avatar. People really dissed on Korra, but I think it didn't help that 
it eventually went to digital uh, streaming after being on TV, and then um, it had a it, it it didn't have a full plan like Avatar did. It sort of like went step by step, and like Avatar, which had a full continuous story all the way through. Yeah, I started off a bit uh, like I remember watching it when I was a kid on TV. Uh, you, you used to watch like random episodes. You, you didn't follow the story the whole way through because that's how it was scheduled. Like I don't think Western TV execs at the time kind of did the original series two series three series justice really i mean i actually think the original series uh well the original series was planned as one story as well mm. it's, when it came to Korra, though they had like i don't believe they had a full story going all the way through so um it, it does feel like it to be honest when, when it you know i think when it got to season two they started figuring out where they were going mm. and i still think season three of Korra has an amazing animated fight sequel to the end it's uh um i i thought against the red lotus but I'm interested to see where Avatar goes after Korra because if she could die young, so it could still technically be in the 50s and 60s it takes place, like their version of 50s and 60s because it is like the 20s, 30s. But if if, if she dies like in later in life, because they do live over to be 100 years old, it would be modern day. And Mm. if you've watched Korra, the show basically shows that the Avatar is having a harder time against the technology Mm. coming out. So if that was the 20s, how is an avatar going to be in the modern day? Like, you know, it's it's sort of like, you know, it reminds me of the infamous video games. Like, you know, because um, obviously they had lightning powers and they had like different abilities in the modern day. And I, uh, I yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Avatar versus social media. Hmm. Could be an interesting <laughs> story arc. <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. You never know. Because I'm trying to remember which um, one it would be next. I think it would be earth next again it would be an earth bender after cora next again mm. uh but yeah because i think it goes fire and then roku who was uh the um sorry it goes kyoshi roku ang cora so it would be earth again uh but really look forward to see where it goes and i'm in- if it, if they do a modern day uh avatar that would be interesting to say the least i'd, I'd be interested yeah. to see how they pull that off yeah and no. uh but yeah, a lot more Avatar, and I'm very, very happy with that. And we'll, and obviously with Paramount Plus now, we'll get, we'll hopefully get it day one. So I'm really happy to see that. Uh, shifting over to another streaming service, uh, to a man who um, gave this a better rating than um, Bat- the Batman, uh, which he gave a six to. Uh, the movie that he gave a one up on is uh, the Uncharted movie. Uh, Tom Holland's Uncharted movie is coming to Netflix July fifteenth. Yay. Yay, yeah. People That's finally watch that movie. Yeah. I mean, like, to be honest with you, I think like I've heard the Uncharted movie did quite well, and we're no doubt getting a sequel mm. to that film. We're no doubt. Yeah. I mean, if we're get if we're getting a Venom free, if we're getting if they put Morbius back in cinemas for its Morbin time, <laughs> like, you know, which I oh was the worst yeah. It's the worst mistake ever. I mean, have you heard the Craven news? Like how Craven is a protector of the the the, the nature and the animals and like that that's the that's the plot of like I'm like He's called Craven the Hunter. He wears a lion pelt. Like, yeah, you know, I haven't I seen it. I again, interesting tidbit. Um, one of the summer gaming streams on IGN got shut down due to Morbius memes. Oh, of course it did. Literally, it, 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 the entire chat was "It's Morbin time," and they just suspended the chat. <laughs> I, I don't know. To be honest, like... <laughs> why why um but yeah no that's uh that's coming uh july 15th um i'll probably watch it again i, I actually really enjoyed the film I, it's one of those films where i think if it's just if you just put it on in the background it's actually not a bad watch to have and i think the next one definitely needs to lean more to the um the the, the games in affairs not not just showcase elements from the games like the big set pieces but actually like dig into the character more because i hated i still hate the fact that sully only had his mustache at the end and you saw that in the trailers, which I still hate, hate to this day. I don't mind the casting now. I'm actually okay with it. I think like, because Tom Holland will be like, you know, maybe 27, 28 when the next one comes out. So he will be, I think, the rough age that Nathan Drake is mm. in the first in the first game. Uh, but yeah, I'm really interested to see what that goes, to be honest. Um, keep, keeping in the, uh, the, I'd say the spider realm, even though it's, you know, the link is Tom Holland. Uh, we are getting the Venom free script is complete and that seems ready to go soon. So Tom Hardy and Kelly Marceau have uh, written the script for that. Uh, sorry, the story is by Tom Hardy and Kelly Marceau. It's written by Kelly Marceau. Um, 
I'm wondering mm. how this is going to go because if you've obviously with the end of No Way Home, Venom is split between the MCU and the Spider Verse because he was sent back, which I think it was the worst. Like you know, uh, so they can put put either studio or either universe can do what they want. Yeah, would it be two and Venoms or Venom A, Venom B? Like, you know. Well, there'd be different canon timeline Venoms. Well, would it be timeline? It would just be alternate reality, like you know, alternate universes, because it'll be yeah. concurrent. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That'll be what's happening there. I, I, I know. I, I actually watched Morbius in the end, and they had like a scene with Vulture appearing at the end, going, "We've got to deal with Spider Man," and Morbius is like, "That sounds pretty good," and I'm like, "You don't even know who Spider Man is." Like, like in, in all the Morbius trailers, they had Spider-Man references all throughout it. I mm. watched the film that was not one Spider-Man reference in that entire film. They took out every Spider-Man reference. Yeah. Do you reckon they realised it was so bad that they couldn't put the Morbius thing is, in though, Spider-Man? <laughs> I give Morbius, because everything we reviewed it, I give Morbius maybe a 5 out of 10. I love Matt mm. Smith in the role. Like, I think, like, he... Like, also, Sony has a thing of putting dance sequences in a lot of their proper Marvel properties yeah and and matt smith has a little dance sequence like you know you know because he's he's healed and he's like having a little dance sequence i found i thought it was funny uh i matt smith just chews at the scene with no no pun because he's a vampire uh spoiler i don't care because it's morbius i really don't give a fuck uh, um but yeah no but with venom though the i watched the second one there's a, like a love relationship between Venom and uh, Eddie Brock, which I found funny and interesting. Uh, I thought Carnage was underutilized, like heavily in Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Mm. Uh, I was a bit disappointed that Andy Serkis directed it, but I'm wondering if the studio had a lot of like control uh, over the over the actual script itself, which I'm a bit concerned with. I think like I think when if Sony give people complete control, like Mitchell versus the Machines and Into the Spider Verse, and we're getting across the Spider Verse. They could do amazing things. Like across the, into the Spider Verse, is the is people still top Spider Man movie because mm. it's just so good. And I think if Sony allow that, hopefully, hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll be a bit more hands off. Yeah, I can get why they don't though. Like, if you if you make and release a film that that gets baked into the Spider Verse lore for like ever, and it has to become a thing. Like, <laughs> if your director goes off and. Spider-Man becomes, I don't know. That's the thing, like, and I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I really don't know. I just, but yeah, uh, going off that though, like, you know, Venom 3 is coming out, awesome source, uh, really interesting what happens. I know uh, Venom 2 didn't make as much money as Venom 1, uh, but mm. I think COVID, COVID had a major, major factor yeah. in that, so you can't judge the movie on that. And uh, Tom Hardy seems like he's having a fun time. He seems like he loves the character, has a passion for it. And if a character, if a person has a passion for a character, all, all the best to them. Let him run with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Keep it in the MCU realm, though. Uh, Kevin Feige has revealed that we will find out the plan for the next big saga within the next coming months. It will either be Comic Con or mm. it will be D twenty three. It will mm. be one of those things. And uh, I, I know a lot of people are thinking is going to be Secret Wars, which is basically like all the characters sent to a planet, um, or it might be something to a battle planet, but. I don't like that idea because you need to introduce the X-Men and Fantastic Four way before that. Yeah. I know the Fantastic Four are the final movie within Phase 4. So, and then we're right. getting Blade in Phase 5. Oh, so, they are getting um, Blade. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's in um, the Eternals movie at the end. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So, so you've seen Eternals, haven't you? Did, did, wait, did you go with me to watch Eternals? Uh, I want to say no. Okay. I don't well, remember it if I did. <laughs> Basically, at the end of that film, uh, one of the characters is in a room and there's a voice off screen and it's, it's Maharshal Ali uh, as Blade. Um, oh. and, and I think that I, I'd actually really like, because obviously they're doing the Midnight Suns game, I'd like a supernatural Marvel team to be, start coming together because we've got the Thunderbolts coming out, which is like the Dark Avengers or, or like the Suicide Squad type uh, for mm. the MCU. And um, obviously we're getting that with like all the Disney properties that are going on at the moment. And obviously, you know, we've got um, other stuff coming out. I'd really like to see where that goes uh, with uh, maybe Midnight Suns. But yeah, I'm wondering how this uh, big, big saga is coming out. I know you haven't watched any of the Disney Plus stuff yet, so I don't want to spoil too much for you. And we'll see how that goes. But I'm wondering, cause I'm wondering there's a big character coming out within that, mm. what's been revealed. And I'm wondering how that goes. Now, speaking of Disney Plus, uh, Fergus, are you finally getting Disney Plus to watch uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi? Hello there. I might be getting Disney Plus. 
but it's not because of Obi-Wan. I have found out that uh, it's my understanding that Disney Plus are the exclusive uh, airing rights holders to Summertime Render, which is the <laughs> most hotly anticipated anime of this season. And you they're trying have, to fight it. You have <laughs> Obi-Wan, all these Marvel shows, and uh, to be fair, that's, that's, that's kind of on point for you, to be honest. That yeah. is kind of on point for you. But get that seven-day trial, watch Obi-Wan Fergus. Um, yeah, I think you probably will. And I, yeah, because the finale came out today. And I've already oh, seen already? it. Gosh. Yeah, it's, it's finished. Okay. And uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen want a season two. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you this now. It had its ups and downs. I'm mm. not going to spoil the story for you, but the finale gave everyone what they wanted. Like, yeah. everyone what they wanted. It was really good. Really fun. Mm. But yeah, um, that's pretty much the news. That's uh, the uh, TV news, people. We're finishing up with one more thing. Uh, oh, a couple more things. Um Game of Thrones. We are getting a sequel series with Jon Snow. It's reportedly in development from The Hollywood Reporter. It's going to be a spin-off sequel series with Kit Harrington, who played Jon Snow, uh, reportedly already attached to return. I don't fucking know why. Like, are they trying to make up for the end of that series? Because, like... Are the prequels bad enough? But a sequel... I'd, like... Well, they are doing the prequel This well. is in addition to the prequel? Yes. Oh, okay. It's... They're going Star Wars, they're doing prequel sequels. So, but to be honest with you, like Kit Harrington, Jon Snow was one of the most, you know, he was one of the favorite characters in that show, for mm. me to, watch, to be honest. And he went north of the wall at the end of that, at the end of that show. So, it'd be interested to see what's going on. But with the White Walkers gone, what's the next, you know, I thing? must be dead by now, surely. No, because they, they dissolved the, the throne and they created the council, and Daenerys is dead. Which yeah. I hated. Um, but yeah, they let John go north with the wall. He was banished mm. essentially. But see where it goes. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, I do. I'm a big Kit, Kit Harrington fan. His name may pop up later um, in the fan casting. But yeah, no, I'm, see, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, a couple more things because uh, we've got a lot of uh, TV and movie news uh, this week. Um, Snowpiercer, the TV show. Don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm, no, it's been mentioned a lot though, so I think I'll really yeah. Get around me and Chaz, uh, Chaz is not in the show today, but me and Chaz, me and him are big fans of this show. Um, it is ending in its fourth season; it's been confirmed. Uh, so the fourth season will be the finale. I think this is mainly big down to the fact that like Discovery are doing their whole like you know cut of like all their properties, and like I know they just cancelled a JJ Abrams two hundred million dollar project. Uh, because they, they just didn't see the potential in it. Um, mm. They've got a lot of other issues going on at the moment, uh, which we won't get into. Um, and yeah, this is uh, this is a bit sad, but I think if they know this is going to be the final season, go out with a bang. And how the last season ended, I could see it finishing this season. And if they know it's the final season, it'd be good to have, to be honest. It'd be good to have. Mm. Uh, final bit of TV news uh, related to Star Wars, actually. There's a rumour that we may be getting a Cal Kestis Star Wars TV show. Okay. Uh, Star Wars starring Cameron Monaghan, uh, who's obviously played the titular character, the Fallen Order of the Jedi game series, uh, Fallen Order and Survivor coming out. Uh, this is from uh, Christian Harloff uh, um, on uh, on YouTube. Basically, uh, sources got back to him and saying, like, you know, this is possibility, possibly happening. Uh, now, the time frame would work out for him to appear alongside Obi-Wan. Uh, so that'd be really interesting to have, to be honest. Um, I'd actually prefer them to bring Kyle Katarn back into into canon and actually do a Kyle Katarn sequel show in the sequel era. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. And there's not really any much more news on that. But Cameron Monaghan is a great actor. I, I've heard he's brilliant and shameless. He was great in Gotham as the Joker, as plural, have to say that he plays two different versions, which is interesting. And he's just a great actor overall. And he was, I, I loved Fallen Order. I'm looking forward to Spider and see where that goes. Uh, hopping over to the games, uh, the final section for the games, though, it seems we are, uh, Amazon are giving away 30 games next month uh, uh, in July. Uh, from July 12th to July 13th, they'll be giving away 30 games as part of the Prime Day promotion, including the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which I think is interested to give that away for free. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast, Republic Commando, the trio of games, Need for Speed Heat, uh, Grid Legends, uh, Metal Slug 2, King of Fighters, Fantasy Furious um, Special, and that that's just a whole, you know, small part mm. of them, and we're getting a lot more. So, just goes to show, you know, I'm interested to see what happens. I, I've pretty much got all these games already, but it'd be good because uh, 
just say to people, oh, you got Amazon Prime? Get Mass Effect. It's, it's fucking brilliant. Go play it if you haven't played it yet. It's really awesome. What are they giving the games on? Is this physical copies? Steam? Digital. Digital. So it will probably be... Um, it will probably be uh, GOG or um, uh, Origin. So right. it'll probably be that. So... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, most people have that anyway, and GOG's a pretty mm. good service, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interested to see. Speaking of the indie scene, though, 30-plus uh, Xbox indie demos bring Summer Game Fest home starting June 21st, which was uh, yesterday in the UK uh, at the time of this recording. But um, Microsoft has warned that the demos could be rough around the edges uh, compared to what they typically expect for public available game demos. This is coming from Polygon.com. Go check it out, people. Uh, they, they'll be able to take place from June twenty for June twenty first to June twenty seventh, and they'll be appearing on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. There is a, an official announcement on Xbox Wire. So if you go over to Polygon and just search Xbox Indie Game Demos for Summer Game Fest, people, you can uh, take a look there. I think uh, folks might like that. Uh, too bad it wasn't on PC. Uh, it's just Xbox One and Xbox Series X because mm. uh, you you do like your indie titles, don't I you? Do. Sir? Yes, very much so. It seems that we are getting a new Blade Runner game. So, okay. uh, yeah, from a studio called 110 in, uh, Industries. Um, they've acquired the licensing rights to set a game within the uh, cyberpunk universe. Not much more on this at the moment. Uh, the devs appear to share their enthusiasm. Uh, this is from GameSpot.com. Uh, Sergey Kolobashkin uh, states, uh, From Apple to EA and beyond, Trip is, a, is the rare kind of executive that has both founded... Uh, apologies, I've, I've gone a bit further on here. <laughs> uh, EA founder Trip Hawkins joined the space the 1110 Industries team in May as an advisor to the board, where his main responsibilities lie managing the corporate aspect of the studio's publishing arm. Uh, this is from him, I believe. I believe 1110 Industries have the potential to make a big impact on the industry, and I'm looking forward to doing any uh, doing any everything I can to assist the company in de delivering on that. Hawkins said after it was announced he was joining 11 or 110 Industries. Uh, this is from Sergei Kolobashkin. Uh, from Apple to EA and beyond, Trip is the kind of executive that has been both founder and boots on the ground in building our brand and corporate culture. We want to learn for the best, and Trip fits the bill perfectly. Now, I'm interested in that. Uh, they, they've they've uh, got they've got three projects kind of development. Uh, Wanted, Dead, Red Goes Faster, and Vengeance is mine. But uh, Blade Runner game as well. Uh, big Blade Runner fan. Um, I know we're getting a lot more 80s games. I know we're getting another Terminator game uh, soon as well. And we're getting, a Robo, we're getting a Robocop game mm. uh, from the team that made the Terminator game. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, it seems that uh, Sucker Punch is uh, stealthily announcing that they're working on Ghost of Tsushima 2. Uh, oh. So um, first spotted by Tech 4 Games, this is an IGN. Uh, the studio's career page has a feature listing variety of roles, including technical, technical combat, senior combat designers, as well as encounter designers. Uh, with a listing for the combat designer stated, do you delight in knowing the details of attack or parry timing and counter frames? And I'm like, parry timing? Come on, that's that's Ghost of Tsushima. That you know, it's summer, you know, summer combat. Yeah. Uh, love love the first Ghost of Tsushima game. Uh, we won't get into the fan casting for that this episode, but I do think like if you don't, they they are doing the Ghost of Tsushima film. Just cast the actor who played him in the game. Just do it. Like you know, why not Jin Jin Sakai? Just play, just cast that actor. And uh, yeah, not much there. Just uh, you know. It's not much Ghost of Tsushima official announcements. It's just possible one out, you know, possible confirmations that this game is in the works. Which after Ghost of Tsushima did really well, you kind of expect that to be honest. Uh, going into the few t final tidbits, though, obviously we had the Final Fantasy twenty fifth anniversary seven twenty fifth anniversary live stream recently, where they announced the Final Fantasy remake trilogy is now a, is going to be a trilogy, and the second part is called Final Fantasy seven Rebirth, and they announced uh, a trailer for that, and it comes out next winter i wasn't happy when i heard that name title don't get me wrong i'm ha very happy that they're doing it i'm very happy that it's coming out i'm very happy we have a time now but i'm too impatient and i want me some final fantasy 7 part 2 remake or final mm. fantasy um rebirth now now a lot of people are speculating what the final one could be called because it's called remake one rebirth two uh, a lot of people are guessing what the third part will be maybe we'll have a little guessing game when we've got a few other people on the podcast uh, later down the line and we're getting a core, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Remaster, I believe it is. It's called Reunion, and that comes out this winter. So I'm looking forward to playing it. I know it features Zack. I, I don't really know much about that character. I know he's talked about in Final Fantasy VII, or I think he's seen briefly, possibly. And I loved the uh, the Seven remake. Uh, it took me like 55 hours to complete, uh, but it was, it was gorgeous. And I know it's on PC now, so you can actually go play the inter the intermission or the integrated version of that game. 
so yeah, it'd be uh, really good to see. And also the part three remake, uh, the remake uh, part three has already begun development. So hopefully that will come out quicker compared to this because it'll be three and a half years between, um, uh, or three years between one and two, which isn't too bad, uh, mm. to be honest. Um, but hopefully, you know, three comes out a bit quicker. So yeah, finishing off though with the game section, uh, it seems that uh, Gotham Knights is going to feature the biggest video game map that's uh, that the game that that series has ever created i'm still iffy about this game to be honest because i've seen the combat i've seen like how it looks i need to see more mm. i don't know if, i don't know if you've seen me much of gotham knights i don't think i have um no this is not the suicide squad e1 no this is yeah, no, it's rock steady this is a uh, warner brothers montreal so this uh, is um yeah this is set like you know Batman's dead um you know the Gotham Knights taking over Red Hood uh, Nightwing Batgirl and Robin. Oh, I have it very it, I agree the combat is a bit. See with the first reveal trailer where it showed Mister Freeze and everything and that that looked great. I'll be honest, that looked yeah. great and everything. And but what they showed later on with Nightwing and Red Hood, they showed like a yeah. fifteen minute sequence. Nightwing very acrobatic. Red Hood was very. Very cliche shooting animation, very clunky. Also, their poses when they were resting was very archy. Uh, I think mm. they need to do, redo the animations. I, I'm actually more interested in seeing Robin and Batgirl's uh, gameplay. Uh, I think they mm. should have just done that, like a two, three minute sequence of each character. It comes out October 25th, I believe. So I'm still looking forward to it. I'm going to play it anyway because it's a, it's a fucking Batman game. Like, uh, mm. you know, and I, lo I love me some Batman games. And if this if this map is going to be big, I know Arkham City was quite big in itself, and it did have the Batmobile. People were half and half of the Batmobile. I enjoyed it, mm. but we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. But that is the news, people. That is the news, and a lot of news we got through this week. A lot of news we got through this week. An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler Frank, codename Majestic Vol, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, A Spy's Tale, a short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. So Fergus, with all the, um, you know, all the talk of like, you know, all these properties coming out, we've got mass effect coming out we've got god of war we've got ghost of tsushima we've got the last of us tv show we've got all these properties coming out and i remember when we did our episode of you know properties we'd like to see and then some of us went away and actually looked at how many properties are actually in the works and it was disgusting the amount of properties <laughs> that's a lot going on yeah 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 definitely but uh how, how do you feel about getting into uh, our final uh, final uh, section with the topic of uh our fan casting choices for the properties we'd like to see. Okay, to define fan casting, oh, how are we doing this? Is this films that are up and coming uh, that do not yet have a cast and I can insert Chris Pratt into? Uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Jesus Christ. Uh, get, get your Chris Pratt jokes out of the way now, man. Get your Chris Pratt jokes out of the way now. No, uh, so basically the idea is it could be any property that's been announced or not announced. Uh, and it, it could basically be like you know let, let's go for the titular character let, let's let's keep it simple for now you know or a very famous character within that property and like the character we'd most like to see within that i've got three i'd like to talk about i've got one joke one i'd like to throw in there as well it's not as much detail but i'll start it off this time usually i, I have other people's side but we'll start it off with my example god of war obviously you know amazon are creating this show uh everyone wants to know who is going to be kratos now, a lot of people are also mm. thinking, like, you know, are they going to just start in the Norse era? Are they going to do it, like, you know, start in Greece and then go forward? I think they're just going to start in the Norse era and maybe have flashbacks to the Greek era. But yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Now, have you ever played? The, have you played God of War? No, I haven't. Um, I've seen a bunch of clips of a really big, muscly, beardy man with an axe rolling around some snow. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah so uh if you if let's ask you quickly first if you were to pick an actor uh to play kratos now he is a he is a big man as well yeah so, you know. it's a bit of a tricky one so I, I, your like my initial instinct would be someone like 
The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, or someone of a similar like size and build. But I, th- th- these guys are getting pretty old now. I'm not aware of you. I, like, I'll be honest with you. I um, I I love the, I love Dwayne Johnson, but he's in everything. He's in everything now. You know, he's got Black Adam coming out in October. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people. I don't know how his actor is in. This isn't my fan casting, but I know a lot of people spoke about Triple H uh, in in the role. Uh, now, he, shaved head, beard. He does. He does have. The, you know, a lot of people called for that. I, I've not seen his acting ability. No, I was going to say I've, I've got no reference for his acting at all. Yeah. So, uh, so you, do you have any actors in mind though from that though? I think we're seeing a bit of a old star action uh, star drought at the moment, really. I think The Rock has quite so many roles because he's the only person who fits that role for that fairly archetypal muscle hero. Interesting. Interesting. We're running out of people. (laughs) I really can't think of... I have to do some proper digging to find someone, I think. Right, so I've I've got three actors here. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll just run through them. Now, the initial one I want to talk about is the voice actor himself, Christopher Judge. Mm. Like, you know, uh, the people might have issues because he, he, is he is a black actor. Now, Chris, uh, Kratos is, you know, covered in uh, white ash. So mm. you could easily do that. I, I love, I, he was great as uh, Teal'c in um, Stargate back in the day. Right. He, he was Teal'c. Right. Um, and, you know, he's, he voices Kratos now. And a lot of people said, why not just get Christopher Judge to do it? Now, I don't know how I feel about that because um, I believe he did have some surgery. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, see how it goes. I really like him as an actor. I really like him as Kratos. Uh, you know, I think he gives a great performance. Uh, so he's he's one of the people on my list. I'd actually I'd actually be fine with Christopher Judge playing um, Kratos because we've got Lance Reddick coming out uh, playing Albert Wesker, and I'm really happy with that because he's a great actor mm. in the Resident Evil TV series. We don't know how the show's going to go, <laughs> but that comes out in a few weeks, so we'll do a review for that, people. Uh, but you know, maybe maybe see how it goes. Maybe maybe and put him in the role. I'd be interested to see that. My other two, which I think a lot of people are more calling for. So the first one is Jason Momoa. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. But he'd have to cut his hair. Yes. Or or, or wear a bald cap, and that, yeah. that's a lot of bald cap for him. CGI out his hair. Oh, you've seen how they tried to CGI hair before, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And, you know, uh, to be fair, they did it in um, they did it in the Marvel movies, like uh, Captain Marvel. She doesn't have her hair in those sequences she's in. It's all CGI hair, so it can be done. Mm. Uh, Jason Momoa, obviously, you know, he's played he's played very gruff, you know, violent characters in in his you know acting career, and you know, he did play Conan the Barbarian in that not great movie. It focuses like, did he? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I saw that. Yeah, he, he was in a Conan the Barbarian reboot. Uh, it didn't go down well. Uh, I didn't mind the movie, but it was it was like earlier in his career, like after just that, because he was, he was in Stargate Atlantis. He was one of the main characters in Stargate Atlantis. It focused on what? Really? <laughs> yeah. I've definitely yeah. seen this. I Yes, that, that, that passed me out by as well. Yeah, he's the, um, he's the character that they pick up later on in the, uh, the show, and he becomes one of the main cast later on. Yeah. He he uh, he has shorter hair in that, or he has long mm. hair, but I don't think he has facial hair in that point. Um, right. But he, I think he'd be a great choice for the role. I think he's a great actor. Um, I think he can. He has a demanding presence. He has the height. He has the physique. Mm. Um, and I also, he has the uh, he has the longevity of playing this character for a while, possibly. You know, because um, it is going to be a show, I believe, not a movie. So you'd want multiple seasons. So be, and also he ha- is doing the. Um, he is doing TV shows still, so he's just he's recently doing the Apple TV series C, where it's about um the post post apocalyptic future where everyone's blind, but I believe he has children that are can see, and there's like you know the world dealing with that, and people fight blind in that show, and mm-hmm. it's a very interesting show to be honest. I've not seen it yet myself. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jason Momoa, that's one of my uh, fan cast choices. The one I really want though, that I think. A lot of people call for this actor, and he's also in C, and he's been he's been doing really well in recent years. It's Dave Bautista, mm. good old Drax himself. This this man can act, a really great actor. He's not in the Blade twenty forty nine movie a lot, but he did have that short movie as well, um, where he played a replicant. Um, mm. And he's an amazing actor in himself. He also he's very good at shouting. I think Drax has proved that he can do the shout, and Kratos does like to shout a lot, as you've. Uh, as you've pointed out. Um, mm. But yeah, my, my choice for uh, Kratos, I know a lot of people want him for Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War. 
because I know he, he he was in a lot of the yeah. Gears of War promotional material, and you know, it'd be really interested to see what he does. To be honest, but I think like you know, for me, I think um, the best fan casting for me would be um, would be Dave Bautista as Kratos. That that's my that is my choice for Kratos in the God of War series. Uh, let's hop over to you now. I have definitely lost my list. Um, why don't we just do yours? Technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, fair play, people. Fair play. Well, that's fine. It happens sometimes, but we'll we will run through these smooth swimmingly. The next one, which I think you'd actually have some good input on, is um Bond, James Bond. Ah, yes. This does yes with the end of the last film. Spoiler: We need a new Bond. Very much so. Because Craig, it, even with the amount of money he was given, he ain't, he ain't doing it anymore. Literally. Right. <laughs> Nearly in his seventies or something, like he's only he's only he's in his forties, early fifties. Is he seventies? Ancient. No, maybe he's not as old as I thought he was. But Jesus. <laughs> yes, we need a new Bond. This is an interesting one. Can it be Chris Pratt? <laughs> uh, no, but I think people would absolutely fucking riot if it's Chris Pratt. To be honest, um, no, it can't be an American, can it? No, no, it really can't. And I've got a few few choices for this. Uh, we'll run through them. Uh, my initial one is Richard Madden. Uh, he played um, Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He's in the show Bodyguard. He's also in the Eternals film as Icarus. Um, I've, and also he was in the uh, Elton John movie. I can't remember. Mm. Still, you know, still standing the Elton John movie um, as the producer. I think he's a great actor and a really good actor. He's Scottish as well, so that would actually come into the whole James Bond element of it. Mm. Also, I have a, I'm a big fan of, like, you know, Bond making love to everyone in those films not just women men and women because it's hinted it's hinted in those films that he's had sex with men yeah yeah you, you could um you could definitely get yeah 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 Li- license license to thrill them up exactly that you know <laughs> yeah I, I i think there are some rumors about uh the casting going a bit more away from what it has historically been uh, for the next Bond, like genuinely. That's the thing though, you know, James Bond is a spy. He's got a job to do. He's going to get the job done, whatever he has to do. And, you know, who ma- what does it matter? You know, if it's a good film, fuck it. You yeah. I mean, no, thing, yeah. No, no, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, that's that's probably the, the safest bet like I'd actually go with. The other two I'm actually more into, um, the first one is Dev Patel. Hmm. Uh, he's, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire, The Green Knight, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, British actor, famous initially for Skins, and you know playing Zuko in the lovely, lovely Avatar movie. Uh, mm, he would be uh, a very different Bond, I think. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd, yeah, I'd be really down for that. I, I, I'm, I'm a big Dev Patel fan. Um, like you know, and he, he's a British actor. Like you know, keep it British, and having a strong presence for an actor, I think, is really important for Bond. And depends on how you play Bond in the future. Do you make him more cheesy? Uh, like the classic Bond, do you make him more serious, like Craig, or do you find a middle ground, maybe like Kingsman, where has is more action, you know, has sci-fi action elements, you know, maybe that that's a whole discussion down the line. People were going to have of the topic of where the Bond franchise could go next, but I, I'm very interested to see where Dev Patel goes. To be honest, yeah, James Bond of the Crystal Skull, that sort of. Space. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! You went to Crystal Fuck, man. Well, it would be. <laughs> We've got aliens and stuff. Yeah, but we don't like to remind people of that. We got the new, we got the new indie film coming out. You know, yes, just to get rid of that. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Dev Patel, I'd be uh, happy with. I, I actually quite like that. My final choice, which this is a man who got, um, I, I think this guy's an amazing actor, John Boyega. As yeah. Bond. Okay. Mm. Yeah. John he's, Boyega is Bond. He's already got. He's already got. He's already. Yeah. It, if he wasn't so heavily entrenched in Star Wars, then can, can does you jump chance? Does that not matter? That does not matter. At all. Uh, I mean, if Hugh McGregor can jump any franchise he's in, or you know, mm. any any franchise. You know, you oh come on, you have Christopher Lee as Dracula, Van Helsing, and then like you know, fucking Dooku, You know, and yes. it's Bond. You know, uh, I mean, okay, let me put it this way: the one actor I didn't see, which is the, the one of the biggest, one of the big ones, is Henry Cavill. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Henry Cavill is Superman and Geralt. If and if people could get him as um, you know, yeah. Bond, I mean, he's got a new film coming out called Argyle, which is sort of like a spy film, and he's got a, right. you know a guile haircut, like you know, flat top haircut, which people are laughing at because it's funny. 
but like I didn't choose him because I think he's the most, I think he's the most obvious choice for Bond. He's like you know way up there. But mm. I, I chose the creators who I'd, I'd actually preferred than Henry Cavill because I think Henry Cavill is set. Henry Cavill has no issues with roles. I think Henry Cavill's the next line of actors going into that role that you were talking about, like you know big action stars. Like he, mm. he's the next generation of D- the Dwayne Johnsons essentially. But yeah. maybe you know I don't know see how that goes but i think though john boyega i'd really be interested in john boyega's in his uh late 20s now uh, so yeah. you know he's the yeah. right age i'm trying to put actors in their 20s and 30s who could carry the franchise for a good 10 15 years if they could yeah, yeah. another actor i didn't mention uh, very very briefly is idris elba yeah now, i know there's there's rumors that he yeah. could be yeah it, definitely there's there's been a lot of not spilling the beans sort of stuff going on around Idris Elba and the Bond film. I think if you're going to do Idris Elba there, because let's be honest, you know, Idris Elba isn't young compared to some of the other actors. No. I think what they should do is just be daring and film three films at once. Do a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the films aren't going to fail. There's always going to be an audience for a Bond film. So, well, I mean... The thing I like about the recent Bond movies is they have a they have a through story. They have a story that goes through it. Yeah. And I, but, I, they, they, but they're disconnected just enough to be their own films. No, I think if you created a trilogy of Bond films, you know, and just did it that way, I think that would be epic. And obviously, Amazon owning Bond now. Oh, crap. That's, that's, do, easy, that, that's, that's easy enough to do for that. If they, if they yeah. could create a Lord of the Rings season for $500 million, they can easily do yeah. three Bond films in one go. Uh, it's easily. not a risk. Yeah. And, and it's Bond. Yeah. James Bond. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had to do that again. But yeah, no, I, I didn't choose those actors because I think Henry Cavill and Idris Elba are like that, you know, they are like the top two top. actors. Yeah. yeah. I think Idris Elba is inching over Henry Cavill, to be honest. Um, I bet there's a lot of fan art about that. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> but no, uh, for my, my, so I, Richard Madden, Dev Patel, but my, my favorite choice is uh, John Boyega. I'm actually quite, I'd actually be quite interested to see what he does there, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'd be interested to see. Right. Going into our next one, though, who, who, who do you think I'm going to be talking about next? So we've done James Bond, we've done God of War. Who, who could I talk about next? Go, go to a star system with a TV show coming out that's also on Amazon. Oh, wait, no. More, no, no it's more Star Wars. No. No. Uh, Sci-fi. Come on. Amazon uh, TV show. Mass Effect TV show. Hey, there we go. There we go. We're talking about Shepard, aren't we? Yes, getting, shepherding, shepherding in that uh, knowledge there, Fergus. <laughs> I remember things. That's a terrible, terrible joke. So I think we're just going to start with the most obvious choice here because I think also there's been a lot of rumours about this guy and he's got every franchise under the sun. For the Commander Shepard role, Henry Cavill. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'd actually like to do a bigger discussion on the Mass Effect series going forward because should we have a male or a female playing the part of Shepard? I was going to say, it is a bit of a tricky one. I would say that's going to be a bit of a 50-50 split if you've played through as male or female which would kind of affect your perspective of what the character should be. So it's a, it's a quite a tricky call, actually, that. Exactly. You know, it's it's um it's interesting because, like, you know, for, for myself today, I think, like, going by the, you know, playing the game myself, I played as a male shepherd. So I'm just going off of, like, people who could play shepherd from my from my playthrough, essentially, you know. Mm. Um, now, I'd actually like to do a deeper dive into any actor who could play Commander Shepherd down the line. I'd actually like to do a bit more discussion, like, you know, who could uh, play a lot of the actors in that show, to be honest, because it'd be really interesting to do. Uh, but yeah, Henry Cavill is obviously, you know, one of the main choices, because obviously there was that rumor where basically um, he, you know, he had a script, you know, in his hand. People deblurred it and they saw some of the Mass Effect, uh, you know, wording on there. I don't know if that was an actual thing. You know, that could have been fake to a degree. Who knows? Uh, my next one is actually another actor who almost played Superman uh, just before Henry Cavill. And this is the actor Matt Boomer or Matt Bomer. Now, you might not know this name. So he's in uh, he's been in a show called White Collar, one of the most famous shows he's been in. He's been in Doom Patrol as Negative Man. Uh, he's been in uh, American Horror Story, I believe. Um, and he's been in uh, a few, uh, quite a few other properties, to be honest. But this man, he... Um, he was on Superman. He actually, did, he actually did test screenings opposite Henry Cavill. Uh, well, mm. in opposition to Henry Cavill uh, a few times um, uh, back in two, the early 2000s, actually. And he almost got the part. And he actually went into costume and everything. But I'm a big fan of this actor, Matt Boomer. I'm really interested with those. I love the show White Collar. Um, 
he's a great action star as well uh and yeah i'd be really interested to see what he does to be honest um i think because i think shepherd has to have a bit of a he has to have a charm to him but like a very aloof charm like he mm. like you know shepherd he, he, his jokes are very off off the cuff as well sometimes when he talks so, and i think matt boomer does that quite well in the properties that he's in mm. so yeah that's my uh commander shepherd and the final person that i think should play it now this is a man who's been in um a couple of films one more indie which was code eight i don't know if you've seen that movie no it's it's it's, it's like um low budget x-men style where they're hunted like uh, t- mutants are hunted essentially by the police or you know mm-hmm. um they're, they're a lower class of person but he's most famous for playing a man in a green hood i am talking of Stephen amell who plays the green arrow from the Arrowverse. Ah, okay. okay. Now, this man, uh, you know, his hair hair's already cut, <laughs> so he already has the uh, the already has the cut hair. But he is an amazing actor. I I think he he carried Arrow through its eight seasons. Uh, unfortunately, like you know, there was a uh, he, he was he was underutilized in the final season. But I think you know it's kind of disappointing. I love the actor though. I think he's amazing. I'd love to see him come back to the Arrow because there's rumors that the Arrowverse is closing out soon. And it started in 2012. So it's been going for a while now. And he started that. But he's an amazing actor. Mm. And I'd, and also, he's very, he, he physically puts himself into the role. Like when, when he became uh, Oliver Queen, he, 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 did, he did a lot of the parkour stuff himself in that show. He, he did a lot of the archery training. He, did, he devotes himself to the role. Now, this is just my fan casting people for the show, but, you know, or the, the, the show itself. And he's in a currently name a wrestling show called Heels on uh fx i believe it is or star no stars sorry stars and i i'm, I'm just in love with this actor i think he's amazing he, he's a, if i have my man crushes people uh henry cavill and Stephen amell are on there <laughs> but uh no i, I just think i and he wasn't he was actually in the second live action teenage mutant ninja turtles film as casey jones hmm. maybe didn't do as well as people hoped I actually didn't mind him in the film, but I think like I'd like him to break out into more movie heavy roles. Like, or mind you, Mass Effect will be a TV show, but massive, like you know, Ar- Arrow was big for him, but Mass Effect would be like you know the the next level essentially. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that he he is my main choice to play Commander Shepard. He he's my main choice. Mm. Commander Shepard approves this message. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. So. That is almost it, people. Uh, but I have to throw in one final fan casting here because I've actually created a bit of fan art which we'll actually be putting on the Twitter page. Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. So obviously we're getting Mortal Kombat, you know, uh, a sequel to the movie that recently came out. And I'm wondering, you know, how that will go. So with Johnny Cage, he's supposed to be a washed-up actor, washed-up martial arts actor who has a massive comedic element to him. And, you know, he's supposed to be in his late 30s, early 40s. Um, with the Mortal Kombat movie, it is definitely hinted that Johnny Cage is... Well, it's 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 said, it's said that Johnny Cage is going to be in the next movie. Now, have you seen the Mortal Kombat live-action movie, the recent one? I have not. So, for a movie called Mortal Kombat, it doesn't have a lot of Mortal Kombat. Like, right. it, it takes place close to the end of the film. Um, I really did enjoy it. I've uh, Scorpion was in the movie a lot less than I would have hoped for, and Raiden was as well. The guy playing Shang Tsung, uh, I actually quite liked, but I didn't mind the movie. Um, the main actor they had, I think they could have chose a better actor. I think Johnny Cage should have been it from the start. Like, he's the audience perspective because he doesn't know what he's coming into, which is in the animated movies. Scorpion's Revenge. Go watch that animated movie for more <laughs> combat. Amazing movie. But my, uh, I'll I'll leave hit this actor's fan casting till last and less. But finishing up though, one of the characters I think would go for, and he's actually in the Scorpions Revenge movie. It's a uh, John McHale uh, from Community and Stargirl, and he plays the main character in uh, Community. Jeff. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's okay. a very he's a very physically fit actor. And he's done fight training for Stargirl, where he played a character called Starman. He was the original pro- um, progenitor of that character. Uh, I believe it's the word progenitor, the original version. Uh, basically, the original version of that character before Stargirl mm. takes over. He's in his mid-40s, so kind of kind of perfect age range, to be honest. Very funny actor. And he's already voiced Johnny Cage, so I think it'd be really interesting to just bring him over. Uh, mm. He'd probably have to do, but he'd have to do fight training, like, you know, martial arts fight training, because Johnny Cage is a martial artist. 
Yeah. That's easy enough to do for a movie. That's easy enough to do. Give like three to six months of training. If they could do it for the Matrix movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's my first one. Uh, my next one is a bit of an off the cuff one. Who um, is a uh, Rob 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 McKelney from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, okay. Mac Mac. I've and seen also like one episode. <laughs> have you Have you seen the show Mythic Quest? I've heard of Mythic Quest. So basically, it's, it's a show about game developers. Oh, that he, thing. He, he yeah. plays the game designer, the game developer. Right. Yeah. Um, very funny actor. Uh, he does a lot of the writing as well for those shows, a lot of the, not the creation for those shows. But he's a very funny actor, and very he he really dedicates himself to the part because in that in it's always sunny, he physically put on a lot of weight for that role mm. because he he I think there was a quote where basically the reason he did it later on in the seasons because he always hated how actors got prettier as the seasons went on, so he just went the opposite direction, got really fat for the role, like and like. Uh, but then he actually did tone up, like he got physically fit, and then he came out as gay in that show. And uh, but yeah, no, I, I still need to finish that show. It's uh, it's like fifteenth, sixteenth season now. Right. Ridic- ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, uh, Rob Rob McElney, Um I hope I pronounced him correctly. It's uh, McElhenney. Um Yeah. So that's my other one. But my actual choice for Johnny Cage and this actor, he is funny, charming. He gives a great performance. Uh, he's in a recent movie which I love called from called Palm Springs. So if you've seen that film, uh, it's it's a, t- it's a time influx film. The actor I'm talking about is Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine Nine fame as playing Jake Peralta. Yes. Ah. No. No. That would work. I think. I'm not sure how he would do in a fight, but. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. You know, like because he, he's in his early forties as well. He's he's forty two. Like, mm. You know, which I never realized. Uh, he was mm-hmm. he was in a movie he was in a movie called Pop Star, which is a joke is a mockumentary joke film about you know um, a really arrogant pop star you know L- Lonely Island um, originator he, yeah. he definitely has the comedic aspect down and I just think he's a really charming actor I think really, he's a really funny actor and I'd be really happy with that performance to be honest mm-hmm. I'd be really 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 down for that I'd be really good but yeah that's my uh, that's my take to be honest I think like you know. When it comes to these sorts of properties, like with Mortal Kombat, you need, I think, like with the Mortal Kombat movie, you had some good names in there, but I think if you get some good big names in there, it could draw more people in. And also, if you get people who are very comedic for the especially for Johnny Cage, I think that'd be good to have. And those are my choices. Hmm. Now, unfortunately, people, you know, with, uh, with the technical difficulties that Fergus had, we had to do my list today, but maybe we'll do another one in the future with a few other people, a bit more fan casting. That's fine. That's fine. We can do anime voice actor Japanese uh, voice casting episode. So you know what? Let's do a <laughs> let's do a, let's do a live action anime fan casting. Who would you cast in oh, Dragon Ball? Lord. Yeah, that, yeah. Let us do that because we're get we're going to uh, be getting because we're getting a My Hero yeah. Academia movie. Yeah, yeah. And and we had that Attack on Titan movie, which was oh, oh yeah, yeah. Now that would be a good one. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's give that a go, and yeah, because I think like because we get the One Punch Man movie as well, uh, from the creator of uh, Fast and the Furious, and I'm wondering if they'll whitewash uh, Saitama, which I don't mm, think he, I don't think he will, because he's an Asian director himself, and I don't think he'd do that. But it's, the, it's it's the yeah. it's the produ- it's, it's the producers who decide that. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I'd like to thank Fergus again for joining me today. No problem. It has been very fun hanging out, talking about actors and films. Excellent, excellent. And uh, what, what's your plans for this evening, Fergus? Uh, I've got really into Forza Horizon 5, so that is going to be my main task until I complete it. <laughs> In years to come, years to years to come. Uh, uh, several hundred hours, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, recently got myself an Xbox and I've just started replaying that and also um, gave the Pelican, which was added to Flight Simulator, because I never replayed Flight Simulator. Oh, Flight yeah, that, that, that looks great. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, and they also added the Top Gun Maverick. Deal, uh, so, uh, yeah, one no, of the challenges no. is to fly as low to the ground as you can. Yeah, that ends it's up in a crash of the time. <laughs> I'd say 140% of the time for me because it was, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no, people, it's, uh, it's, it's been lovely to be back today. Um, I don't know what topic we'll do next week. We'll, we'll keep it on the cuff for you out there. We do have Thor Love and Thunder coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm. So we will be doing a review for that with the new Taika Waititi movie. I'm really, really looking forward to see what they do with that. I've heard Christian Bale gives an amazing performance as Goldegard Butcher. Uh, really looking forward to that. And obviously, you know, we have Umbrella Academy uh, released today on, Ma- on May. I'm oh, sorry, May. Well, where are May now, people? On June 22nd. 
This yep. is when we do our recording. Uh, and I'm a big Umbrella Academy fan. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I'll go away and watch that. I'll probably be extremely tired in the morning. I won't be able to get up in the morning. I won't do that. But um, yeah, people, I've been your host, Nate. If you'd like to get in contact with us, any questions, queries, or compliments, or any, you know, any of your fan casting, we'd love to hear what uh, sort of, you know, TV shows, video games, you know, anime, maybe send us in some anime fan casting ahead of one of our podcasts come out. We'll keep your questions for later. But if you'd like to do that, please email us at nmipodcast.outlook.com. That's nmipodcast.outlook.com. Uh, if you'd like to tweet at us with some of your fan castings, uh, please do it there as well. Uh, hop onto our socials at NMICast. That's at NMICast. Um, that's Need Bonifo Cast. NMICast on Twitter and Instagram. So pop us a comment there. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any just queries in general for the for the team, uh, you know, for the informers, uh, definitely drop us there. Uh, listen to us on all your favorite uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Player FM, may have a few more coming down the line as well we're i'm currently looking into that youtube the animated reviews will be coming back eventually with the actual talking versions i'm starting to crack that so i'm hopefully going to figure that out soon so we'll actually have little pixel versions of us talking that'll be really funny to do but yes people one more time at nmicast uh for socials or nmipodcast.com i've been your host nate again i want to thank fergus for joining me today thank you for having me and i don't know if you listened to the episode last week fergus but james did close out the uh show with the famous ending but i'm going to say goodbye now and leave it to fergus to make the end stay safe everyone and i will see you next week leave it everyone bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.